It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, had they come together 15 years earlier in life? But she did not think that she could call him Jerry now. She supposed it must be Mr. McGuire, but if so, half the romance of the thing would be gone at once. She felt herself to be very much at sea, and almost wished that she might be like Mariana again. Waiting and a-weary, so grievous was the necessity of having to make up her mind on such a subject. To whom should she go for advice? She had told him that she would make further inquiries about Miss Floss, but of whom was she to make them? The only person to whom she could apply was Miss Baker, and she was almost sure that Miss Baker would despise her for thinking of marrying Mr. Maguire. But after a day or two she did tell Miss Baker, and she saw at once that Miss Baker did despise her. But Miss Baker, though she manifestly did despise her, promised her some little aid. Miss Todd knew everything and everybody. Might Miss Baker tell Miss Todd? If there was anything wrong, Miss Todd would ferret it out to a certainty. Miss Mackenzie, hanging down her head, said that Miss Baker might tell Miss Todd. Miss Baker, when she left Miss Mackenzie, turned at once into Miss Todd's house and found her friend at home. "'It surprises me that any woman should be so foolish,' said Miss Baker. "'Come, come, my dear, don't you be hard upon her. We have all been foolish in our days. Do you remember, when Sir Lionel used to be here, how foolish you and I were?' "'It's not the same thing at all,' said Miss Baker. "'Did you ever see a man with such an eye as he has got?' "'I shouldn't mind his eye, my dear, only I'm afraid he has got no money.' Miss Todd, however, promised to make inquiries, and declared her intention of communicating what intelligence she might obtain direct to Miss Mackenzie. Miss Baker resisted this for a little while, but ultimately submitted, as she was wont to do, to the stronger character of her friend. Miss Mackenzie had declared that she must have a fortnight to think about it, 
and Miss Todd therefore knew that she had nearly a fortnight for her inquiries. The reader may be sure that she did not allow the grass to grow under her feet. With Miss Mackenzie the time passed slowly enough, for she could only sit on her sofa and doubt, resolving first one way and then another. But Miss Todd went about Littlebath, here and there, among friends and enemies, filling up all her time, and before the end of the fortnight she certainly knew more about Mr. Maguire than did anybody else in Littlebath. She did not see Miss Mackenzie till the Saturday, the last Saturday before the all-important Monday, but on that day she went to her. "'I suppose you know what I'm come about, my dear,' she said. Miss Mackenzie blushed, and muttered something about Miss Baker. "'Yes, my dear, Miss Baker was speaking to me about Mr. Maguire. You needn't mind speaking out to me, Miss Mackenzie. I can understand all about it, and if I can be of assistance I shall be very happy. No doubt you feel a little shy, but you needn't mind, with me.' "'I'm sure you're very good.' "'I don't know about that, but I hope I'm not very bad.' The long and short of it is, I suppose, that you think you might as well, might as well take Mr. Maguire. Miss Mackenzie felt thoroughly ashamed of herself. She could not explain to Miss Todd all her best motives, and then those motives which were not the best were made to seem so very weak and mean by the way in which Miss Todd approached them. When she thought of the matter alone, it seemed to her that she was perfectly reasonable in wishing to be married, in order that she might escape the monotony of a lonely life, and she thought that if she could talk to Miss Todd about the subject, gently, for a quarter of an hour at a time, every day, for two or three months, it was possible that she might explain her views, with credit to herself. But how could she do this to any one so very abruptly? she could only confess that she did want to marry the man, as the child confesses her longing for a tart. "'I have thought about it, certainly,' she said. "'Quite right,' said Miss Todd. "'Quite right, if you like him. Now, for me, I'm so fond of my money and my own independence that I've never had a fancy that way, not since I was a girl.' "'But you're so different, Miss Todd. You've got such a position of your own.' And Miss Mackenzie, who was at present desirous of marrying a very strict evangelical clergyman, thought with envy of the social advantages and pleasant iniquities of her wicked neighbour. "'Oh, I don't know. I've a few friends, but that comes of being here so long. And then, you see, I ain't particular, as you are.' I always see that when a lady goes in to be evangelical, she soon finds a husband to take care of her, that is, if she has got any money, if all goes on well, and I've no doubt they're right. There's my friend Mary Baker, she's still single, but then she began very late in life. Now, about Mr. Maguire. Well, Miss Todd? In the first place, I really don't think he has got much that he can call his own. "'He hasn't got anything, Miss Todd. He told me so himself.' "'Did he, indeed?' said Miss Todd. "'Then let me tell you, he is a deal honester than they are in general.' "'Oh, he told me that. I know he's got no income in the world besides his curacy, 
and that he has thrown up. And, therefore, you are going to give him yours. I don't know about that, Miss Todd, but it wasn't about money that I was doubting. What I've got is enough for both of us, if his wants are not greater than mine. What is the use of money if people cannot be happy together with it? I don't care a bit for money, Miss Todd, that is, not for itself. I shouldn't like to be dependent on a stranger. I don't know that I would like to be dependent, again, even on a brother. But I should take no shame to be dependent on a husband, if he was good to me. That's just it, isn't it? There's quite enough for him and me. I must say, you look at the matter in the most disinterested way. I couldn't bring myself to take it up like that. You haven't lived the life that I have, Miss Todd, and I don't suppose you ever feel solitary, as I do. Well, I don't know. We single women have to be solitary sometimes, and sometimes sad. But you are never sad, Miss Todd. Have you never heard there are some animals that, when they're sick, crawl into holes and don't ever show themselves among the other animals? Though it is only the animals that do it, there's a pride in that which I like. What's the good of complaining if one's down in the mouth? When one gets old and heavy and stupid, one can't go about as one did when one was young, and other people won't care to come to you as they did then. But I had none of that when I was young, Miss Todd. Hadn't you? Then I won't say, but what you may be right to try and begin now. But, law, what am I talking of? I am old enough to be your mother. I think it's so kind of you to talk to me at all. Well, now, about Mr. Maguire. I don't think he's possessed of much of the fat of the land, but that you say you know already. Oh, yes, I know all that. And it seems he has lost his curacy. He threw that up himself. I shouldn't be surprised, but mind, I don't say this for certain, but I shouldn't be surprised if he owed a little money. Miss Mackenzie's face became rather long. What do you call a little, Miss Todd? Two or three hundred pounds. I don't call that a great deal. Oh, dear, no. And Miss Mackenzie's face again became cheerful. That could be settled without any trouble. Upon my word, you are the most generous woman I ever saw. No, I'm not that. Or else you must be very much in love? I don't think I'm that either, Miss Todd. Only I don't care much about money, if other things are suitable. What I chiefly wanted to know was... About that Miss Floss. Yes, Miss Todd. My belief is, there never was a greater calumny, or what I should call a stronger attempt at a do. Mind, I don't think much of your St. Stumfolda, and never did. I believe the poor man has never said a word to the woman. Mrs. Stumfold has put it in her head that she could have Mr. Maguire if she chose to set her cap at him, and I dare say Miss Floss has been dutiful to her saint. But, Miss Mackenzie, if nothing else hinders you, don't let that hinder you. Then Miss Todd, having done her business, and made her report, took her leave. This was on Saturday. The next day would be Sunday, and then on the following morning she must make her answer. 
all that she had heard about Mr. Maguire was, to her thinking, in his favour. As to his poverty, that he had declared himself, and that she did not mind. As to a few hundred pounds of debt, how was a poor man to have helped such a misfortune? In that matter of Miss Flood, he had been basely maligned, so much maligned that Miss Mackenzie owed him all her sympathy. What excuse could she now have for refusing him? When she went to bed on the Sunday night, such were her thoughts and her feelings. End of chapter 13「Lucky Land Casino」asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do I have to say? yes you do in the car before my kids PTA meeting really? yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky? no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details